Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey-West. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. And today we're back for another Marvel movie after a little bit of a break. It's the new Thor movie in theaters right now. Thor, Love and Thunder. So we'll be discussing the fourth installment in the Thor franchise uh, on this episode. So... Thor is an interesting character. Obviously, has been in the MCU for a while. Mm-hmm. First two movies are very like dark and brooding, and then the next two movies in the Thor franchise are like total one eighty uh, character flip on that character. And now he's probably one of the funnier and more charismatic characters in the MCU. So definitely, uh, I would it's agree. Interesting how that changed. Yeah. So so we'll talk more about that as we go on but we do have a lot of news items today um first up we do want to start and give our thoughts uh to our hometown well your hometown and i very 20 minutes from where i grew up greenwood indiana uh because there was a shooting at the greenwood park mall on sunday three people unfortunately died in that shooting um and then the shooter as well so four total um but it's a mall that you've been to many times i've been there many times like thousands Um, yeah. Yep. And it's just it's just crazy to think of. You know, you hear about the the shootings, of course, which is unfortunate all across the country. But when one happens really close to um, a place you grew up and you visited many many times, it's definitely it kind of impacts you a little more. Yeah, it's it is spooky too because I have now lived on a block where a massive shooting happened in Dayton, and then my actual hometown. I mean, not even like because I know some people are like, "Oh, in the state where I live, this happened," and I'm like, "No, that's ten minutes from my parents. Like, I was just mm-hmm. there two days before it happened." Um, but we definitely are thinking of everyone there. We did look up the names they've released, and unfortunately, everybody was Hispanic. So I don't know that that means anything. It's just sad. Um, And then we did want to say we always try not to be political or anything, but there is a lot of like praising the shooter who shot the gunman. And I just think it's important to note that it's not like two wrongs make a right or like just because someone had a gun means just because you have a gun, you can save everybody. I basically am. I am of the thought that we shouldn't promote more guns to solve problems. I do appreciate that he defended himself and stopped other people from being killed Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I hate that the Indianapolis star and other people are saying like hero and stuff like that. When I'm like, I, I feel like we could use different words for that maybe. Yeah, possibly. So, and that, yeah. that narrative kind of started right after the, the shooting happened. Yeah. So, and it's um, very Indiana of them. So that's, yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, some other news that is more entertainment related. Um, well actually first though, there was another shooting. Um, this is a, not great either. Um, There was a shooting on the set of law and order organized crime. Now Mm -hmm. this was an action, not like a, you know, they use guns on that show and things and practice firearm safety and all of that and trained and all of that. But this was an actual, this was not related to the filming of the show. There was just a shooting on the set. Did you, I read about it. It was so sad though. It was like five 15 in the morning Okay. um, in a parking lot. They said something about a parking lot attendant. I don't know if this man who was killed was a parking lot attendant, but he was in his car 
And okay. whoever this gunman was walked up, opened the door, and shot him multiple times. He was taken to a hospital. I don't know what motivated it or anything, but it had nothing to do with the actual shooting. They did happen. They were on the set of Law and or- Order, yeah. Organized Crime, but just very sad. I guess part of me was relieved it wasn't another incident with like blanks and stuff and a gun, mm-hmm. like yep. setting like that. But I'm also, it just, it's so senseless. And it's sad. And again, it's just like, I'm so tired of hearing the word gun. I'm just over yeah. it. So, yep. Yep. Um, some other entertainment news. Uh, congratulations to Ben Affleck, who got married to Jennifer Lopez this past weekend. They're back Benifer. together once again. Benifer 2.0. Is a thing. Yes. It's the Renaissance. Do you think they just got together because they were like, well, I'm old. You're well, kind of old. Well, Let's and they dated everyone. Married. I mean, Jennifer's yeah. been engaged five times-ish. I, I'm not yeah. even, don't even quote me on that. I don't want to look it up. I know she's been married at least three times. She was um, with A-Rod for a while before yeah, this relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I have to be honest. I'm happy for them. I think mm-hmm. those two make sense. They, like, weirdly <laughs> belong together in a way that many people don't. I, I don't know that I see this as eternal love, but you know what? Good on you guys. Let's get Jennifer uh, Garner happy again. I love her. Honestly, I think she's found on her own. I don't think she's concerned about getting married, but I absolutely love Jennifer Garner. Um, yeah, but they got married and everyone, from what I hear, Jared, no one has figured out yet. She said she wore a dress from a movie and we're all wondering which one, because mm. if you're like me, you've seen almost every JLo movie ever, except for Gigli, because why waste your time? But I'm hoping it's something from The Wedding Planner because love. Love that movie. That, that would make sense. Uh, it's probably something from that movie, The Hustlers, you know? Oh, where, you she, know? listen, she looked good in that film, okay? <laughs> I also loved her, um, okay, Enough is a great movie. I've watched okay. that like 1,200 times, probably probably more like 30. Uh, and then there was another one. Oh, Made in Manhattan. She wears some great outfits in Made in Manhattan, too. That's a pretty good Someone movie shout too, out so. to me on social media if you love JLo movies as much as I love JLo movies. But I secretly, I love enough because she like, well, I don't want to ruin it, but it's about domestic abuse yeah. and what you can do about it <laughs> in a really illegal roundabout way. I mean, with the exception of Hustlers, when you go see a JLo movie, at least yeah. now in her career, you kind of know what you're going to get, which Definitely. is like a romantic comedy or like a light drama basically mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i mean i appreciate that she stays in the, in that area and just kind of knows what she's good at and makes yeah. those so yeah um also ben affleck's former girlfriend uh on a day armis the better the premiere, half yeah it was at the premiere of the gray man which we'll uh review next week on the show with ryan gosling and chris evans their outfits were okay at the premiere but on a day armis wore this louis vuitton uh suit that Whoa. looked can really, we just, really good. Can we just get a crush alert in there? <gasps> Thank you. We That's from it. both of us, by the she way. Looks, yeah. It is. I don't even know which of us <laughs> loves her more. But she looked so good. I am a big Ana de Armas fan. If you want to hear me gush over Ana de Armas, just listen to our episode um, on No Time to Die. Uh, we love her. And also, my last thing I really want to say is, like, what's up with all the Chris's? Because Chris Hemsworth is in Thor. Chris mm-hmm. Pine, we keep hearing about because he's recently, he's newly single. And also he's going to be in Don't Worry Darling. And then yes. we've got our little Chris Evans. Love my life. Well, he's my, he's Chris number two for me, actually. Chris Pine okay. is my number one. Yep. Yeah. You know what? Let's, yep. Chris Pine's my number one. Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is number two. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. 
Chris Pratt. There is no fourth spot because don't don't waste your time. Get out of here. You're not on the list. Go away. <laughs> Chris Pratt also in this movie for yeah. about 15 mm-hmm. minutes that we're going to talk about. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, also, we have one other item to mention here on the show before we move into our oh, yeah. recommendations. Yeah, that's a good point, Jared. I meant to ask you, totally unrehearsed. Um, <laughs> did you do anything exciting last weekend? Week? Yeah, weekend? we were on vacation and we got engaged. <gasps> what? So. Oh my gosh! Oh my <laughs> gosh! Uh, congratulations! I'm so excited yes. for you. Everyone, to I my told fiance, Jared we had to do that. Allison, uh, we love Allison. Could not love do. her more. Shout out to yes. Allison again. Yep. I don't know which of us loves her more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. So I mean, probably you by a little bit. But we love Allison, and Allison is a teacher. I won't give out any more personal details, but we love teachers. Thank you for all that you do. Yes. So we're planning the wedding now, which is uh, I didn't so realize how much work that you. was. So I know. I'm glad I'm done with it, but I am <laughs> pumped for you. This, I, you guys, I was giddy. And then when Jared and I logged on today, I was jumping up and down. It was 100% sincere as well. I absolutely, I obviously love Jared and Allison and I couldn't be more excited. And I did tell him it doesn't matter, but I did suspect this was going to happen, but I don't want to ruin anything. So I didn't ask mm-hmm. him, but I like to think that that was my Jessica Fletcher detective skills. Yeah. That I learned from I Murder, told, Out. I told Allison, you know, I was waiting for Sir Sharonin. That never oh, happened, yeah. so yeah. I figured I probably should go ahead and, you know. I know, I know what you because, mean. Yeah, I, I thought maybe there's a chance, yeah. but she mm-hmm. hasn't, you know, come along, so, yeah. I mean, yep, t- so. Timothy Chalamet, Harry Styles. Yeah, yep, yeah. Steve Martin, <laughs> John Steve Slattery, Martin. Tom Hanks, Matt Damon, you name it, I'm waiting, but I'm also very happy. <laughs> Oh, no corrections this week. So we'll move on to our recommendations. Um, I just have a few things. Uh, One, first up is the show The Bear on Hulu. I don't know if you've heard of this, Katie. I am Uh, going to watch it. It's already on my list. I can't wait. You like it? Yes, I do. I I do really enjoy it. I have one episode left before I finish the first season. If you don't know, it's about a chef who used to be a very like work in a very high end restaurant. And he comes back to Chicago and runs his family's like Italian beef shop because his brother dies. You find that out in the first episode. But that's the that's the reason why he's come back. Um, And it's a name. His character's name is Carmi. Um, So. It's a really great show. Um, Jeremy Allen White is the lead character uh, who plays Carmen. Uh, you may know him from Shameless. That was he was on that yes. for many many years. So, um, but The Bear is a great show. Check that out. It's on Hulu if you want to watch that. Um, and then I also watched the new Apple TV Plus movie on vacation while I was uh, waiting in the airport for a flight delay. Um, and that was Cha Cha Real Smooth with Dakota Johnson. Uh, this is this is a cute little movie. Um, it's about a guy that wants to kind of get with Dakota Johnson, but Dakota Johnson is engaged. There's a big age gap there. And he realizes later in the movie that it's, you know, the relationship is probably not going to work out. Um, and and that's basically what the movie is about, is about their Did relationship. Did you just ruin so. the entire film? I don't think so. I don't okay. think that's a huge spoiler. You kind of know from early on that maybe this isn't going to isn't gonna like you know go super well um it's more of a like introspective on on his life and your life in your early 20s so it was good it wasn't uh you know the most amazing movie i've seen this year but if you have 90 minutes check that out i have Um, 90 minutes 
Okay, we'll go go check that out. Um, I'm going to leave right now. Okay, bye. And I have a recommendation as well from uh, my fiance, Allison. And oh, so you're what? It's my fiance. So oh. her, my mom, and my sister today went to do a double movie date. They're current while we're recording this. They're seeing where the crawdads sing. Oh um, yes. But earlier today, they saw Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, and they all said they really enjoyed it. So okay. I haven't seen it, but this is like a you know a passing on a recommend. But yep. all three of them really enjoyed the movie. So that is showing at the independent theater that I love okay. here. And now I'm really now I'm really like, do I need to go see that? I'm gonna put that Maybe. down. I already Maybe. have Chow Chow Real Smooth and The Bear. Okay. Um, but you know what, Jared? I'm gonna try to make those goals for this week. Okay. Um, I don't know about Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, but I'll look at how long they're showing it. Yes. This is very exciting. Thank you. Great recommendations. Thank love you. Love that you have a fiance. Love that for you. Um, <laughs> and you know you spell it differently in French, everybody. So, like, yes. you have yep. a male has one E with the accent aigu, and then the fiance female has two E's with the accent aigu on the first e okay whatever anyway um okay great i have two crazy enough i actually have two podcast recommendations okay here's what here's what happened um i ran so my my now current favorite true crime podcast is morbid i've talked about it quite a bit it it took over my favorite murder so morbid's my favorite they now have moved to like wondery plus and so they have certain episodes like if you're fancy you get them so now you have okay. to subscribe. So like every day or whatever I log in, I'm like, oh, three more episodes and I'm about to scream. I'm so excited for my like 15 minute drive to work to listen to these <laughs> hours podcast. And yeah. you have to subscribe. And honestly, I'm not about that life right now. So I'm not going to. Um, so now I just patiently wait. But now I have to have something to listen to in the interim. I also love the daily on the New York Times podcast, but it's often too depressing. And right now that's also not what I need. So for my mental health, I am ignoring them for the time being. So I had to find some new things. So I just like I looked up top true crime podcasts right now. I also like looked at the recommendations. This is cool, though, everyone. Uh, everyone else probably knows this. I didn't. If you look at a podcast, like if you go to, I don't know, Silver Screen Podcast um, on Apple, it will recommend similar podcasts. And so I listened to two of those and love them. And now I've listened to probably 10 episodes of each um, because they're relatively short. One is called Trashy Divorces. Please don't judge me. Um, I will say, I don't love the voices of the two hosts. They, I'm sure they're wonderful ladies and i don't it's not their accents it's you know sometimes a voice just doesn't really it kind of like grates on your ears i don't know like yeah yeah and you don't know why i'm not it's not their fault and honestly i'm probably that for somebody else in this world sorry well they're not listening to the podcast if that's the case um they've turned it off already they've turned on they're like (laughs) screw this girl i hate this girl from greenwood anyway (laughs) but they i don't love their voices but they are very funny it's well researched and it's only 30 minutes usually some of their older episodes are longer but i've already listened to 10 um but I love it because they talk about it's like basically just Hollywood gossip, but it's factual. So they t- the first one I listened to was about Gary Oldman. That man has had some trashy divorces. That guy has left a dumpster fire wherever he has been. So, yeah, he doesn't have a great it doesn't have a great rapport with people. Um, mm-hmm. The other one I wanted to recommend, I actually like better. I would recommend it's more if you love true crime and stuff. It's more up my alley and probably yours. It's called Hollywood Crime Scene. 
<laughs> Love it. Uh, I have not... They do a bunch of different kinds of episodes. The ones I have been listening to, I listened... The one that fascinated me to no end was a three-part episode about Ava Gardner, the famous actress Ava Gardner. Okay. I knew little to nothing about her except that she was stunning and married Frank Sinatra once. Um, but, wow, she married multiple people and she had quite a life. And it also made me hate almost every other man that was working at MGM. <laughs> I already hated most of them. <laughs> but I heard a lot of trash about them. But if you love a crime story, they talk, I think they talk about... Well, I know they talk about people who have been murdered, but they also just talk about, like, Hollywood, like, this is what happened on this movie set back in the golden age of Hollywood. So if you like anything true crime or anything old Hollywood, that's the podcast for you. That's Hollywood Crime Scene. Nice. If you're wondering, when you scroll down on our podcast all the way to the bottom, uh, it says you might also like Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR, which is a a great podcast if you haven't checked it out. Um, They basically just do... Anything pop culture, so music, movies, TV, yep. like their most recent, ep- their five most recent episodes, BTS, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing, Only Murders in the Building, and then what's the best movie soundtrack of all time? So that's the I did most listen recent, to one so. episode. I did scroll okay. on ours. I listened to what I listened to the one where they talked about the Emmy nominations because I didn't know yep. all the specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention that in news, but Emmy nominations happened. They all came the big out. Shows, I mean, whatever. Everyone's succession, nominated. Succession, Good job, everyone. <laughs> Only Murders in the Building, Barry. I mean, all the shows we talk about normally got nom- yeah. dope sick, got nominated for Emmy yep. nominations. So there you go. Yep. Okay. On to <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, released on July 8th, rated PG-13 for intense sci-fi violence, action, language, partial nudity, and some suggestive material. So that's that's the MPA rating. Two hours, five minutes, not super long. One of the shorter Marvel movies, which has been a point of discussion in various forums. Uh, rated uh, PG-13, like I said. IMDb is a 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, 68%. Audience, 78%. So audience is liking it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. These types of movies, superhero movies don't really usually do great with critics for whatever reason. Top Gun Maverick was kind of an outlier where it was like super high critic score, super high audience score. But most of the time, the audience scores on these Marvel uh, movies are a little bit higher than, than critics. So box office wise, it's, it's a Marvel movie. So it's done well. $239 million domestically, already half a billion dollars, 505 million worldwide so far. Yikes. Synopsis for this one. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the god butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. And that character Mm. is played by Christian Bale, making his debut in the MCU. So, some critics reviews for this movie. First, we have Caroline Seide of Fox 10 in Phoenix, who says... Love isn't this Love and Thunder isn't the same kind of comedic crowd pleaser as Ragnarok, but for those who wanted just a touch more heft back in the Thor franchise, it's a worthy installment. Mm-hmm. Fair. Next up is Adam Woodward of Little White Lies, who says Watiti, that would be Taika Watiti who directed this one, is too preoccupied with trying to land the same jokes, and he burdens the film with a wishy-washy love story, which even by the MCU's low standards, feels shallow and perfunctory. I have stuff to say on that later. 
And then finally, we have Todd Gilchrist of AV Club, who says Portman, and especially Bale, contribute more than enough capital A acting bona fides to lend deeper emotional dimensions to Watiti's loose, occasionally too cheerful, but always visually adventuresome adaptation. So there's always one reviewer who loves to pull out their adjectives and adverbs, and that is Todd this week. Todd did it this week. Thank you, Todd. Todd. Todd went through that thesaurus before he wrote his review. So uh, this movie is directed by Taika Waititi. He is from New Zealand. He's an actor and director, probably best known for the Thor franchise. Also Jojo Rabbit um, and Hunt for the Wilder People. He was nominated for three Oscars and won Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit back in 2020. And we did cover that on the show, episode 41, if you want to check out our thoughts on Jojo Rabbit. And next up, he's directing Akira. So that will be his next film. He kind of just bounces all over the place. He'll be in something. He was in Lightyear as well, which we reviewed a few weeks ago as a supporting character, as a voice actor and that. So he's, he's working on a lot of stuff, acting and directing. And we'll take a quick break here on the show. We will come back, talk about our likes and dislikes for Thor, Love and Thunder. And we're back here on the show talking about Thor, Love and Thunder, the latest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This movie has a decent-sized cast, of course, led by Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor. I'm going to need a crush alert, please. (gasps) Thank you so much, Chris, uh, also known as number three for me, (laughs) the list of Chris's. But I really, I, it's honestly, it's hard for me to differentiate between the three um, because I love them all. They're all great guys. Um, uh, Notice I talked about the three, not the four. But moving on, (laughs) this isn't a I Hate Chris Pratt podcast. Um, Anyway, Chris Hemsworth plays Thor. He is an Australian actor best known for The Avengers, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Currently, you can watch him in Spiderhead. And next up, you can see him in Furiosa and an untitled Hulk Hogan biopic. Biopic! (laughs) (laughs) If you that are Hulk Hogan, locked, I didn't know he was uh, doing that movie, but he's kind of the perfect person to play. I know Hulk he Hogan, really is. So. And also, you guys, yeah. if you are a longtime <laughs> listener of the pod, the bane of my existence is saying the word biopic. I can't <laughs> do it. I see it and I go biopic, and then I'm like, no, that's not it. Um, Jared and like I once got into yeah. it. Yeah, we got into a heated debate about it one episode, and we are still friends, so everything's okay. Um, Anyway, he's going to be in a biopic. How about that? Exciting (laughs) for him. Next up, we have Natalie Portman. She plays Dr. Jane Foster, also the Mighty Thor. She was originally born in Jerusalem. I wanted to list that because all three of the main people are from different countries, and I thought that was actually really cool. That is Um, cool. She was originally born in Jerusalem and is best known for Black Swan, V for Vendetta, Leon the Professional. Currently on Netflix. I am in the middle of the movie right now. It's still on Netflix. (laughs) And Closer. She's been nominated for three acting Oscars. And in 2011, she won a Best Actress Oscar for her role in Black Swan. Fun fact I found out while researching. Apparently, she was the first person born in the 1980s to win a Best Actress Oscar. So that's for me. Wow, that's exciting. Born in the 1980s. I know. I was like, that's really cool. Way to go for our generation. I mean, decade. <laughs> yeah. And generation. I mean, I was in the 90s, but you know. I know. I know. I try not to. <laughs> has, any, has anybody from the 90s won an Oscar? I definitely think they have. I don't have. know. I'm trying to think of like younger people. Um, okay. It, I'm going to Google I it. I feel like Brie Larson. <laughs> 
I think Brie Larson probably would oh, be in yeah, that category. Oh, yeah, probably. Sir, yep. Did Saoirse Ronan win? No. I don't know. She's been nominated, though. No, did I don't Lil think Timmy she's Tim won win? yet. Timmy uh, Tim hasn't won. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emma! No, Emma's my age. Okay. Never mind. I was going to say Emma. You find out. Let me know. Uh, lastly, okay, I'm oh, looking it up. Um, next up, though, sorry we digress, you can see Natalie Portman in the TV miniseries Lady in the Lake and films like May, December, Foxy Trotter, and We Are All Completely Beside Ourselves. Lastly, we have Christian Bale, who's playing Gore, or the God Butcher. He is a Welsh actor, best known for Little Women, the 1994 version. Shout out to those who know it's one of my top favorite movies of all time. American Psycho, The Fighter, American Hustle, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. He's been nominated for four acting Oscars, and in 2011, same year as Natalie, I thought that was so cool, he won Best Supporting Actor for his role in The Fighter. Next up, you can see him in Amsterdam. Then that's the next David O. Russell film, *The Pale Blue Eye* mm-hmm. and *The Church of Living Dangerously*. In this film, it, this I feel like this is small, and most people know this. This film is also starring Tessa Thompson, Taika Waititi, Jamie Alexander, Russell Crowe, and Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Pratt. Okay, I have I our answer. Be, I don't want to be so evil. I'm sure he's a. He's probably fine. Okay, I have our answer to our question of who's won Tell an me. Oscar that's been born in the 1990s. I'm ready. Uh, the first person to do it, can you guess, possibly? Can I? Is it someone I love? Uh, no, not really. Oh, okay. It's not somebody that you you love, I would say. 1990s. There's been two people that have born been born in the 90s that have won. Both are women. Oh. Yep. So. Um, not Sersha. Not, not Sersha. She has not, not won. Florence. Florence has nope. not won. Nope. It's uh, Jennifer Lawrence was oh, the first one to do it. Uh, how? Okay. Yeah. Born mm-hmm. in the 1990s. And yep. then mm-hmm. the other woman to do it just happened earlier this year, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Oh, so. that makes sense. I'm happy for her. Okay. Got yep. it. So cool. there you go. Thank Those you. are your 90s Oscar winners so That's far in terms amazing. of acting. Wow. So only cool. only two. I thought it would be a larger list, but it's not. So Well, get ready because another 1980s baby's about to win me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about our likes and dislikes now for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, first like is that this more, normally these MCU movies don't really have a strong villain in them, like a villain that has good motivations or you really like care about. This movie would be different, though. I think Christian Bale playing the villain of Gore uh, does a really great job. Obviously, that performance is elevated because he is Christian Bale and he's a fantastic actor. So he's bringing a little bit more to the villain role than maybe a standard villain would in the MCU. But I think that that really helps in this particular movie because the villain is quite good. Yes, I thought Christian Bale was exceptional. I expect that from him and Natalie Portman. And I think Chris Hemsworth is so perfectly uh, set for, up for Thor. Like, he is Thor. I can't imagine anybody doing it better. But I, I was so impressed by Christian Bale. And I was surprised, too, because a villain, I think a villain is, like, almost... It's arguably the best character to play because you don't want to be a villain in real life, but it's fun to play one on TV. But he did an exceptional job of bringing, like, humanity to the character, too, where you're kind of like, man, you suck, but I definitely understand why you want to do what you want to do, why you're hurting these people, um, why he's targeting kids, 
things mm-hmm. like that. So I think it's, I, he added a bunch of humanity to it. I also, Christian Bale is someone that for a while there I got really upset with. I just felt like he had very poor behavior on and off sets. And I think he's kind of toned it down. I'm not saying he's redeemed or perfect or anything like that. And he might be just as awful as he used to be. But I think he's kind of like mellowing out. And I like this Christian Bale a lot better. I do think he's still a method actor, though, and that's whack. So don't do that, kids. Um, another like for this movie is I think we we differ on this a little bit. Um, you liked this more than Doctor Strange. Yes. I think I liked Doctor Strange more than this. They're close together, but um, I think for me, I don't know if I enjoyed this movie as much as you did. But for you, it was mm-hmm. more of a it was a better experience than than Doctor Strange. Yes, I actually the more I thought about it, and the more I've talked to Jared today, I think they're kind of neck and neck for me. It's just if I had to rate one above the other, I would go with Thor because I thought it was more. I did think it was more uplifting and humorous, which I like. Also, when people get into the the metaverse and stuff, I don't like it. I don't like knowing about. Or metaverse, multiverse, the multiverse, yeah, <laughs> biopic, biopic. You guys, I'm from Indiana. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Anyway, uh, multiverse. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. When people do that, I get confused and kind of like, why is this? Like, how many movies am I going to see like this? Um. And I just I found this one to be more relatable. I didn't. I remember like the girl was really cute in Doctor Strange, but I just didn't. I didn't relate a lot to her. I didn't, I don't know. I was sad about like Rachel McAdams not marrying Dr. Strange, like stupid things like that just really bothered me. Um, Whereas this one I felt was more like relatable and humorous. And I liked that it was short too. I didn't think they, Mm -hmm. and the main factor I liked better about this, I felt like this was a story that kind of like went somewhere or added to the last one. I didn't feel that way about Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And I think with this one, too, like if you wanted to jump in and just watch this movie and as long as you had a slight understanding of the Thor character, I mean, you don't even have to watch all four movies before this or three movies before this. Mm-hmm. But I think this movie is much more accessible in terms of like you just want to watch a one off Marvel movie or Doctor Strange with all the Wanda stuff. You have to have watched WandaVision to really understand all that. And there's a previous Doctor Strange yes. movie that had a lot of info in it and Spider-Man. And so all of that plays into the Doctor Strange movie where this is kind of just like an independent story involving mm-hmm. Thor. So I think it's easier if you just want to if you want to watch this as a standalone. It's definitely easier to do that with this movie than Doctor Strange. So and pretty um, soon I do have a uh, spoiler coming up. So just wanted to warn people. I know people get really triggered by the Marvel Universe. So definitely want to warn you a spoiler is coming. <laughs> So the next like is this does have pretty good humor and it's uh, a charming story. Some of the humor, that's a positive and a negative. Um, yes, agreed. But, but um, the story is cute. It's a, a lot like a rom-com, honestly, where like Thor yes. is trying to get his ex-girlfriend back. Um, so it is one of the more lighthearted Marvel movies for sure. That's probably why I liked it. You said the magic word, rom-com. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think that that's fair. And I, I appreciate, too, your reminder that you brought up that I forgot about Doctor Strange was the main thing I didn't like about that was I felt so out of the loop because I did not mm-hmm. watch WandaVision. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand the dynamics here at play. Um but yes, I thought this was very funny and charming and definitely like a rom-com. I also just like, I like what they did with Natalie Portman's character. Which leads to the next thing, which is a spoiler. Yes. Please come back so, if you turn off the pod. 
while we're talking about humor too, I have one other thing before we talk about that. Yes, but it's go also right a spoiler. ahead. I thought the Matt Damon cameo was very funny when he was playing oh Loki in the community theater production of so Thor's everyone story. in that everyone <laughs> in that cameo, Megan McCarthy, the yep, whole thing yeah. was so funny. And I like it. I know that people some people don't care at all about celebrities, but since we talk about this kind of stuff, I love knowing that Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth are such good friends. Like that made it more funny because I thought, how fun would it like Jared, if you and I were on a movie set and we got to act that out, that would be the best day of my life. Like that would just be so fun. And so I kept I kept thinking to myself, like, I bet this was the best day they've ever lived. It was a very funny moment that was yeah. uh, very unexpected. So yeah. Um, another like in this movie, spoiler, is they actually did kill off a character. So mm-hmm. they gave the movie some stakes, and then they they killed the character in this movie. So yes, which we did put as a positive because um, actually Arjun did bring that up, and I thought he was right. And I always care a lot what he has to say about Marvel because he's just so much more invested in it. But he made a really good point because they don't often kill people off or they bring them back from the dead 12 times and I'm over it. I didn't believe it the first time. We didn't need it the second time. And now I'm angry the third, fourth, fifth time. Um, But yeah, they did kill her off, but it made sense too. And part of that, what's so appealing about like Peter Parker and Spider-Man and stuff is that there's a human element to them that you're reminded that they are human, that they can get hurt. They can break bones. They can die. And that's what happens with her character, and she has cancer. And that is awful, but it is an awful truth about our world right now that we are mortals and we die. So I thought they did a really good job with that. I'm wondering if she will be back, though, because of the credits <gasps> scene um, where they, they show her basically in yeah, somewhere. I thought she was in, like, heaven. Yeah, I think she is, and I don't, but I don't know if that's going to build on anything. But then or that if they're other gonna... guy was there, and he's dead, Yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah. So I think she, I think she gone. Okay. Okay. But I cool. could be wrong. <laughs> I've been wrong before. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> another like is the, there's a lot of kid actors in this movie, and yes. the kid actors are pretty solid in this film. Basically, they get taken by Gore's character, and he's like, "I'm stealing the kids," and so Thor has to go save the children. I mean, that's that's pretty much the stakes in this. So. Uh, but the kids did a nice job of being scared and actually terrified and and being funny as well uh, in this movie, which is not always the case for kid actors sometimes. No, I thought the kids were darling. And I found out later. Now, I didn't look up exactly who's who, but I heard Chris Hemsworth talking about it, I believe. I know that Christian Bale's kids, Chris Hemsworth kids and Natalie Portman's kids were all in this movie. Um, I don't know about anybody else. Maybe Taika. He has two. Um, yeah, but I did think that was really cute that they made it a family affair. At the same time, I'd like to remind everybody that when Taika Watiti got in trouble for a three-way kiss with Rita Ora, his fiance, and Tessa Thompson, that was also during the filming of this film. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's wholesome, but also like, ooh, sexy. So, just wanted to bring that up. I honestly, I just needed to bring that up during this episode at some point. Yeah, I feel like we had to mention that at least. We like. had to mention, and they're both beautiful women. Yeah. Um, yep. Also, this is a mini like. I'm going to call it a mini like. Tessa Thompson and Jane Foster's relationship. So Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson's relationships. Where it was so cute. I loved their friendship. I love what it developed into, and their muscles in this film are insane. I thought they were CGI. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Almost as good as Ana de Armas in the Louis Vuitton suit last night. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I'm in her. I wish they would kind of do more with Tessa Thompson's character. I do too. Um, of I Valkyrie. Do too. I mean, she's been in Ragnarok. She was in Avengers in game. Uh, yep. And then she's in this movie. I don't know if they have more of a plan for her character moving forward, but yes. I think she's a good addition to the MCU. Um, she's a great actress. So I would like to just see mm-hmm. them use her in a bigger role. So I think that's a stellar point, Jared. I actually think that I know that we each have another positive thing, but I think that's one of my first negatives that I would like to steal from you because I felt like she was funny. She had a lot of humor and she obviously was helpful with their mission so to speak but they also it seemed like she was kind of a side character just watching this like rom-com unfold and yeah, i think yeah. that she's better than that i think you're right she could serve the story in a bigger way so another like is the music is really good in the thor movies especially the last two ragnarok and then yes. this one love and thunder and these movies and the guardians of the galaxy movies really use music very well mm-hmm. uh they're probably the two best franchises that do it in the mcu so the music in this was really great lots of classic rock throughout points of this movie um which fit very well and worked wherever they would kind of queue up a musical number it it worked pretty well yes totally agree really nothing to add i just loved the music it was classic rock like you said and i feel like it's perfect i think that thor has a brand and they stick really well to it i like to me that's a big compliment of taika's direction i think that he knows what he wants he knows the jokes he wants although some people don't like him he knows what he wants the characters to be like he knows the music he knows the look and i think he sticks really uh well with that vision do you have any other likes before we move on to dislikes? No, thank you. Okay, on to dislikes. First up, uh, so Taika Waititi, his humor, <laughs> his style of humor, you either probably love it or find it annoying. Um, I would say in this movie, some jokes were very funny. There were some one-liners that I legitimately laughed at and I thought mm-hmm. were very good. There were other things like the screaming goats, which would oh, kind of an old joke. And I thought um, those were so okay. funny. I didn't didn't love those. (laughs) I didn't love the... There was another joke where, like, Thor said... Or some some character says, Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Something like that joke. The Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth thing of, like, you look into the eyes of the people that you love from the trailer where he's like... Yeah. That was not... I didn't find that super funny. Okay, yeah, I didn't either. But what did you... What kind of jokes were you not a fan of in this movie? Well, uh, definitely the Chris Pratt thing. That wasn't funny. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's Chris Pratt. Anything and everything Russell Crowe did made me violently oh, angry. Oh yeah, yep. Um, but I, the screaming ghosts were funny to me. Okay, here's what I think it is. Um, you know how? Okay, so some people like me are gonna love the screaming goats and socks, the robot character, <laughs> the companion animal from Lightyear. Some people are gonna see everything everywhere all at once and think the butt stuff is the funniest thing they've ever seen or heard. I get angry about it. So I think it's just a, a style of humor. I do get, this is another thing where I side with Arjun, or I think a lot of people will side with Arjun, that the humor is kind of old and repetitive. It's very mm-hmm. Taika. I am definitely not as triggered by Taika's humor as some people are. And I think his voice, I brought this up in Lightyear. I'm not making fun of a new New Zealand accent. I admire it very much and wish I could do it. Um, but I, I think that that aids his humor and makes it more funny. So I like Taika, but I do think some of the jokes were not funny or repetitive. Another dislike for me is this movie feels in some places 
a little rushed. Like if it had been just a little bit mm. longer, that could have helped it. Not everywhere. We're going to talk about the Russell Crowe thing here in a minute, which I felt went oh. on way too long. Uh, <laughs> but in certain situations, like we talked about with Tessa Thompson's character or even Natalie Portman, I feel like if we had given them maybe five, ten more minutes of screen time to kind of build some things a little bit more or yes. just have some more interaction with the main characters, that could have helped. Um, I didn't really like when Korg dies, I didn't really feel much emotion because he'd been on the screen for, yeah, for seven minutes. Um, but I think that it could have been helped by being maybe just a tad bit longer, um, which some, a lot of movies, I don't say that, but I think in this one, it could have helped expand the story just a little bit. So I do disagree. I love when we disagree. And because I thought the stuff with Zeus, with I'm just going straight into Russell Crowe, was so unnecessary and so long-winded. I actually, um, I had a small infection, <laughs> my uh, ear piercing, and my ear started to bleed, and I had to leave the theater, which I never do, but I was, like, bleeding enough that I was like, I gotta go check this out. I left and came back, and I had, like, fully checked my ear, fixed the earring, washed my hands, came back, and was like, dear God, this scene is still happening. And I'd stayed for like half of the scene. I wasn't gone that long. Um, but I, I do understand why they needed it. And that's how they got a weapon and everything, the little lightning bolt. But I just thought that was so dumb. And I don't think we really needed that scene very much. Or it could have been like a two, three minute scene. And I think Russell Crowe is disgusting. Um, he's exactly what I would envision Zeus to really be like. <laughs> just like gross, no, sweaty, had... and overweight. So I had the same thoughts on that scene. Um, because... Cool. Like you, I went to the bathroom during that scene and oh my gosh. Uh, then then came that's back and was pee, like... What's that P app that you said? Oh, Run P? Run yeah. P. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Also, I think there's never been a better soundbite than <laughs> he's gross, sweaty, and overweight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so but anyway, Run I've, P. You Run I, P. <laughs> you ran yeah, P at I that. Did, okay. I actually didn't go during a time that it said to. Um, I oh, just, okay. I was... I had to go. I had like you know diet root beer. And was, <laughs> I love I that go. you. I love that you consistently check it to know yeah. when to go. I do. It's, it's helpful. But anyway, I will I not. I will not get up in a movie okay. unless there's like a blood situation. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in danger or something. My ear is bleeding. That kind of a thing. But anyway, I, came I back. Same thing as you thought to myself. Oh, this is still going on. Like this yeah. isn't done yet. Yeah. yeah. So that that was a dislike. Um, yeah. Also, another dislike is just kind of they they named the, the villain's name is Gore and the main character's name Thank is you. Thor. Thank you. I feel like you. that's confusing. Now, and granted, there's Gore Kor. does like what? Yeah, Korg. Yeah. Yep. Korg. Excuse me. Korg. So, yeah. Korg. So okay. why are these all three of these characters named so close so together? You're telling me it's biopic multiverse yeah. Korg. Korg. And then Gore and Thor. And Gore. So, Gore and at Thor. At least they put, I mean, they put stuff on Christian Bale's face to make him look different. So you always yeah. knew he, what character. But I feel Ooh. like them talking together in the script was just difficult to like keep that separated. So That reminded me of another dislike I forgot to put down that I did not like about Gore. This is my final one. Um, I thought the makeup and everything was stellar for Christian Bale. His acting was phenomenal. But I thought he looked a lot like Voldemort. A lot. Like, okay. I see like, it. To the yeah. point where I was like, if you just CGI'd off his nose, he's Ray Fiennes and he's Voldemort. Like, even the way he moved around a lot was very Voldemorty. Mm-hmm. That's a word. And um, 
I did not like that, and I didn't think... But he, I will say, he did a lot more of, like, the Heath Ledger Joker laugh, like, spooky. Kind of, like, something was funny when it wasn't funny, and it was creepy. But I think, other than that, a lot of it reminded me of Voldemort. Maybe that's just me. I would be interested if other people thought that. Uh, message me if you agree, and if you disagree, that's fine, too. But it, it took me out of it a couple times, because... And I think a lot of it more had to do with makeup and his outfit than it did the acting. I would agree, so... I think that's all of our dislikes, so mm-hmm. we can move on to our grades now. Yes. Um, am I first? I think, I think it. I think it's you. I think. Let's okay. go with you. I've already picked my score. I'm not going to change it. Okay. We're doing it. I'm going to give Thor: Love and Thunder a 63. Um, okay. okay. I enjoyed it. I think I like Doctor Strange more of the MCU movies that we've gotten this year. Okay. I think that I don't. I don't really know what the point of this movie was just like kind of, I said with Dr. Strange, but I enjoyed some of the things that they did in Dr. Strange more. I just don't know where we're going kind of with this storyline in the MCU. So, and I feel like this movie while decent had some things that weren't, weren't super great about it. So 63 for me. So I'm going 78. Okay. Only because I looked, I think everyone has learned. I basically put something on letterboxd and then score it for this show and then immediately regret everything that I've done. <laughs> I change my letterbox scores constantly. I did it today <laughs> while talking to Jared, but I feel like since we've recorded something that's in the podcast, I can't change it. But I looked at my score for Doctor Strange and it was 77, so I gave the 78 because okay. I liked it slightly better. Um, I agree. I think that about almost every Marvel movie, though. I'm like, where are we going? This is so stupid. This is so played out. Not mm-hmm. stupid, but I just feel like I'm very tired of it, but I also know I'm not a diehard Marvel fan. But I liked the humor. I liked the lightheartedness of it. I liked that it was short. Um, I think they did things better, or at least the stuff that triggered other people that made them hate it just didn't affect me in the same way. But it was a fair it was a fair attempt. Not my favorite movie of the year, but better than I thought. And you can find the Silver Screen Podcast on social media at Podcast Silver on Twitter and Instagram. Search the Silver Screen Podcast on Facebook, and you can find us there. Our Letterboxd profiles are in the description below so you can uh follow us on letterboxd if you would like see other movies that we're watching and reviewing on next week's episode we'll be reviewing the gray man the new netflix movie one of their most expensive movies ever made with ryan gosling chris evans Ana de armas um lots of people in everyone this movie. I feel like, everyone yeah i feel like it's been a while since we've gotten a ryan gosling movie um yes where's that man I been I don't know. Canada, say he's, maybe. he's one of my favorite actors, so I'm excited to see this. Um, but it'll be on Netflix this weekend, and so we'll be talking about that next week. I can't wait. Congratulations again on your engagement, Jared and Allison. We're very happy for you. <laughs> thank you. Until next time, we'd like to thank the Academy.